Right. Actually, we went on a forest hike this weekend. I loved it, and you and Ashley hated it. That wasn't... You shit on the forest hike. Tillamook State Forest. You shit on my hike that I planned. It's a C. It's a C minus forest. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. I'm in the reactor. Smells a little weird in here. Of course, with my with my brother Adam. One day we're gonna figure That's out. Me. How, one day we're gonna That's figure me, out Adam. how to actually play the theme music. Sure. Yeah. Live and also record at the same time. Live, 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 live. live. Doing it live. We're live. We are live. live. Tuesday at the Cow Palace <laughs> in Oakland Coliseum. Live, live. Adam, digestion gripes. Uh, my gripe is yesterday we went to a martini bar. I don't understand who drinks martinis at all i don't get it i hate them they're stupid drinks i don't understand people just drink it because james bond drank it it's just gin it's two and a half shots of gin and that that's basically it it's just gin with like a toothpick with an olive on it it's gin vermouth like a very small amount of vermouth and then olive if you want it adam used to be a bartender yeah, for a straight a up tiny amount of time. Bartends. The worst bartender you've ever seen. The worst bartender you've ever seen. In the in the grossest bar you've ever seen. In, in San, Antonio, San Antonio, Antonio, Texas. Texas. Uh, yeah, the mar- it's a stupid drink. I don't understand it. How's your digestion it's from that terrible. drink? Terrible. How's your digestion from that? Horrible. Drink? I mean, it's a straight gin. It just like it's so it's 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 ruined your it's yeah, ruined right. your ecosystem. My, your okay, stomach. no, my digestion. We we went on date night last night. We went to a Cuban place, and I had a great sandwich, but it, I did have gluten and I diarrhea all over the place. This morning. Why would you do that? I don't know. Why how, would you have gluten in this? How's your gripes? How's your, di- your digestion? I'm going to go with digestion first. Okay. Digestion? With digestion, I'm just going to say I had I had a beer last night. Okay. So, and check your gas bathroom. Okay. Also, check digestion. It's possible. It's po- it is quite possible we have to stop the pod recording in the middle of it. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's, it, it's going. Gripes. That's okay? not going to be good. I got a gripe. It's not going to be good. I got a gripe for everyone out there, okay? As everyone knows, this is a relationship podcast. Sometimes we talk about nature. Yeah. Okay? So basically, I, I, my gripe is expectations on a date. Sure. All right? Yeah. I, had my, I had my date last night. Look, ladies, dudes, whoever Fellas, you are. Ladies. Okay? Have, just, just don't have a high expectation Yeah. when you go on the date. You know what I mean? Some, I feel like... You watch these Netflix shows. People watch these Netflix shows. You know, let's let's take the don't Jim Halpert me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What does that mean? Don't Jim Halpert me. Like I can't be like Jim Halpert to you, right? Uh, I can't yeah. be your Jim Halpert. Like your. I'm gonna boyfriend. make a song called model, "I Can't Be Your Boyfriend." I can't be your Jim Halpert. Yeah, you don't want to be compared to him. That's it. You just just low expectations. You know, give him a chance. You're watching a Netflix show. You know, they have like this this relationship. It's not real. And then you go on the date. You know, bring it down. Bring your expectations down. I can't be your Jim Halpert. Okay, how's your digestion? But I'll try. And your digestion's bad. Baby. Because of the beer. Yeah, beer. Yeah, no, your guest, it's over for your guest. Don't want to be Jim Halpert. We might have to stop the episode. (laughs) I don't want to be Jim Halpert. We might have to stop the episode in the middle because of the gluten that I drank last night. Okay. In beginnings that don't suck. I'm ready. Adam. Start the timer. Sorry, guys. The The theme of this episode, okay? No, no, not the theme. Okay, the main question. Yeah. How does the Amazon affect you? Okay, how does the Amazon rainforest affect you? Okay, we think that the Amazon rainforest is so far away. Now we're going to show you how it affects you. Okay, Adam, you have you have 60 seconds to tell us the history of how the Amazon was formed. Why is there eye rolling? Explain to me. Give me the timer. Okay, ready? 60 seconds. Three, two, one. 
The Amazon is a very bendy river when you look at it from above. Like when you have an aerial view, it looks like a big blue snake coiling on top of this green blur, which is called the Amazon Basin, which is the Amazon River and all of its tributaries in the rainforest. It makes like a big circle at the top of South America. Covers 40% of South America and waters 70% of the continent. By European context, it's estimated that over 3 million people live in the basin spread out over its vast distances. Its natural resources include the awesome antimalarial medicinal plants that we'll get into, like lapacho to quinine, and of course, rubber trees. Not only is it important to humans, but also vital for the Earth's biodiversity. Left. Over a third of all known species live in the Amazon rainforest. It covers nine countries and produces 20% of the world's oxygen. So it's a big-ass river, and it's a big-ass deal. Is that it? That's it. Oh, I made, 40, it. Oh, made it under 45. Okay, I'm going to give you an A for that one. Thanks. That was good. You, you did it with 15 seconds to spare. Also, I want to say for those who have listened to Nuclear, sure. I gave you a D. Yeah. I would bump that back up to actually a B. When I, when I when I really listen we listen to it because yeah. you taught how uranium plutonium that whole thing so, yeah, I wanna, so everyone I want to I want to apologize for that change your spreadsheets when you're keeping yeah, yeah. Uh, guys change your spreadsheets okay get the GPA correct what's your theme for this episode okay thank you Adam my theme for this episode is thank you thank you thank you thank you man thank you man thank you great thanks job. for not Jim Halperting me you're you welcome. know as my podcast host yeah don't don't Jim Halpert me right right I can't be your Jim. And you can't be my Pam. No. We're just going to be two people. Right. Okay. <laughs> my theme of this episode is connection. Mm -hmm. Okay. All the ecosystems of the world are connected and therefore the pol politics of Brazil affect everything here. Basically the politics around surrounding the Amazon. Connection. Just think about connection. Yours. Mine's basically the same thing. It's everything is connected. You know, from the ranching. You're the same one. In Brazil to the forest. Climate change, biodiversity. You know, everything that is happening can has consequences somewhere else in this in the web of the Amazon's interconnectedness. So it's the same thing. Right. Connection. Connection. You know, when we we're doing the research, I just thought about connection. Yeah, me too. Okay, cue me in. Hmm. Cue me. Cue me. Line, line, line. Cue my ass. Boo boo dip Um when we talk about this connectedness, Noah, that you just described, we have to start off talking about the Zon, not Amazon the website, Amazon Basin, the river. You familiar with the website at all? Yeah, I'm familiar. You ever done any work on it before? <laughs> I'm familiar. In the way that it affects not just its local ecosystem, the river, but our ecosystem at large. Noah, tell us how that works. Okay. So when you go outside and feel the weather, regardless if it's hot or cold, okay, just step outside of your house right now. I know you live, you know, most of you guys live in the US. What you're, what you're feeling, part of what you're feeling has come from the Amazon. Okay. So the Amazon controls the global climate in three main ways. The storage and transformation of CO2, rainfall, and bringing fresh water to Earth's oceans. Okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, Adam, you ju jump in here whenever you, whenever you feel like it, actually. No, okay. Okay. Not okay? Shut up. You shut up. <laughs> All right, go. Don't, don't Jim right. Halpert me. Yeah. Okay? The first one you guys know about, the, co the conversion of CO2, okay? Photosynthesis from trees and plants removes carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and places it with oxygen. According to the Amazon Environment Research Institute, the Amazon stores 100 billion tons of carbon. It's a, sh it's a fuck ton of carbon. An amount equivalent to 10 years of global greenhouse... Is it one fuck ton? It's one fuck ton or amount equivalent to 10 years of global greenhouse gas emissions. Ooh. Okay, so they're all stored in there. We yeah. don't want to get rid of them. When we burn it, it gets rid of them. Okay? Mm -hmm. The rainforest removes 2 billion tons of, CO of carbon dioxide each year or 5% of annual emissions. Okay. From the carbon dioxide, the Amazon generates between 6% and 20% of the world's oxygen. Why such a huge range? Okay. Hotly debated. Yeah. Kay. Hotly debated. Let's just go with the lower range. That one seems like it has more, more sites, more sightings. Yeah. That's what I said. The scientific articles. So let's go with six. Okay. 
Without this carbon dioxide sponge, global warming in your area would be increased by the excess carbon causing direct effects, but definitely warmth and further environmental degradation, okay? So without the CO2 being converted to oxygen and without storing all the CO2, you'd walk outside, it'd be a lot warmer, your environment would be a lot shittier. And this is coming from the Amazon. Adam, thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, anything. That's an ass load of the world's oxygen. It's an ass load of the world's oxygen. Moving on to section number two, rainfall, all right? This is a really cool section. Pay attention. Okay, what was the last one not cool? The last one was cool, but it's just everyone knows carbon dioxide, oxygen, photosynthesis, whatever. People, you probably don't know this. I was reading a study that said that referred to it as carbon stock, which was, I'd never seen that before. Oh, because it's like holding it? Forest carbon stock, yeah. So the Amazon forest has a high forest carbon stock, which is like potential energy, the potential carbon to be released if we deforest. Yeah, okay. Thank you for repeating that. Okay. And I stick my finger. Yes. My now take your fingers, stick it up your body. Okay. Number two, how it affects the global, global climate rainfall yep. on a typical day in the Amazon, 20 billion metric tons of water flow upward through the trees and pour into the air. Okay. So you can imagine the Amazon, close your eyes, picture your head, imagine the Amazon, yeah. imagine a humongous river going above the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going above it. The water from this trans- transpiration, which is the movement of water from trees into the atmosphere, is it's actually greater than the water that's in the Amazon River. So this river that is flowing above the the Amazon is bigger than the actual Amazon River itself. In, in like the form of vapor mist. Yes, in the in the in the form of, of vapor. That's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. So so stats on it. The water in the river, the Amazon River itself, releases 17 billion tons into the Atlantic Ocean every day. Well. Well, the Air River releases 20 billion tons of water into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Okay, huge river up there. You can canoe across it. To put this into context, in order to create steam from 20 billion tons of water, which the trees in the Amazon do every day, okay, you would need 50,000, 50,000 of, of Brazil's Itapu Dam, the second largest hydroelectric plant in the world. So basically, the, all these trees in the Amazon, they're doing the work of 50,000 humongous power plants. Oh, to create yeah. to create the river of water up to create themselves. the river of water. This then sent me down into a wormhole trying to research. You know, so if anyone's trying to like, is that above? That's above the canopy. It's above the canopy. So basically, 50,000 50, hydroelectric dams. That's what the Amazon rainforest produces in a day. Oh, it's just such a wet. It's just a jungle. wet. Just, just a you know, wet people say that they they say that it's the lungs of the yeah. world. Yeah, but it's really like the cones. I love that. Who says the lungs of the world? That's what That's I was reading beautiful. everywhere. They're like, it's the lungs of the world. It's the lungs of the world. It's the lungs yeah. of the world. But I think they're there. They don't have. I the think cojones. it's more. So if you're if you're actually in the Amazon, it's more of the. T- it feels like the taint of the world, just hot. The taint? Yeah, it's just hot. It feels like the taint, but it really it's the genitalia. Yeah, because it's because really of all the like biodiversity. just the seed, the lifeblood. Because of all the bio, the lifeblood, the seed, the cojones. Yeah, the cojones. Yeah. Okay. Um, the massive river affects not just all of South America, but across the planet. Mm-hmm. In a paper in the Journal of Hydrometeorology published in 2005, climate models show that if the Amazon were completely deforested, this would cut Texas rainfall by 25%, cut the amount of snow in the Sierra Nevadas by half, God and reduce damn. precipitation by up to 20% in the Seattle, Portland area. Wow. So, okay. So yeah. it's really affecting, the Amazon's really affecting rain. When it rains by you, part of that's coming from the Amazon, coming from the big, great big river above the Amazon. Yeah. Okay. The water that you drink also, if you're in California and you're drinking the water... A lot of the water comes from the snowpack in the Sierra Nevada. Very good way to make that connection. Okay, that's why you're here. You're here you know to what? make logical leaps you know for what? the people. Everything is connected. Everything is connected. Back to our theme, connection. Cojones, the cojones of the world. Yeah. They're giving it to you. Yeah. 
Okay, drinking some of that cojones. Daniel, Daniel Ruiz of Columbia University and other scientists believe that the Amazon provides its air river as far as the Midwest, which gets 50% of its rainfall from water evaporating from land. Okay, another paper. In a paper by the World Resources Institute in 2018, Michael Wollison, the lead author, concluded that large-scale deforestation in the Amazon, and I'm, this is a quote, I quote, and I quote, poses substantial risk to agriculture and key breadbaskets halfway around the world in parts of the U.S., India, and yeah. China. Spoiler alert. Okay, spoiler alert. Okay, all your food. Noticing a theme. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my, my ending note. This affects you because some of the food you are eating has likely been grown with water from the air river of the Amazon. When you go to the grocery store and you pick up food, you, Adam, yeah. you, you homo sapien, you monkey, mm-hmm. when, you go, when you go to the grocery store and you pick up food, yeah. a lot, that food, it's, it's used the, the, the air of the water from the Amazon to be grown. All, most of the, you mean like, Food from South America or like bananas or something? No, damn it. Just any any food. It's so farming, basically farming yeah. in the U.S. Okay. Mm-hmm. The the rainfall mm-hmm. in the breadbasket of the U.S. Yeah. A lot of it comes from the air river of the Amazon. That's amazing. It is amazing. Can, right. And therefore, the, and therefore other things that we use water for like drinking or recreation or. Yes. Everything. Yeah, fishing. And again, we talked about this and how, how do trees communicate? Yeah. Scientific method. It takes things as a singular Mm-hmm. And as you can see, everything is connected, and that's why it's incredibly hard to actually understand these systems with the method that we study science and in, in the moment. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. I mean, you you totally touched on everything that I wanted to go over. The only thing that I want, of course, to talk about is Giselle Bunchen's video, who's apparently Brazilian, wife of Giselle, Brady. wife Bunchen? of Tom, Tom's wife, wife of Tom, Tom's terrific, Tom's terrific, Tom's terrific wife. Um, she had a video with Dr. Antonio Nombre. Describing the cooling effects of the Amazon. In this video, they're surrounded by bugs. Literally surrounded by bugs. And she's freaking out during the video. And you can just see it in her face. That she just wants to be not in the zone. Look, but in she's Massachusetts. Because she's, she's, she's in the forest. She, they're literally in the forest at the top of this tower. And the, the Brazilian dude is just like, the bugs. They're like, he's part of the bug. He's, right, he's, he's part he's of like, the infestation. He's so used to it. He's so used can to it. Can you tell people about just being in the rainforest? Also, if you're going to have a scientist come on the video, just make sure that he's seen a woman. In the last like five years, because he's, he's literally freaking out. He's freaking out he's in freaking the video. Out. He's freaking out in the video. She's freaking out from him and the bugs. He's freaking her out. The bugs are freaking her out. Yeah. And she's actually freaking him out. His quote from the video, when he was not just like staring at her and freaking out, was trees taking heat from the bottom of the roots and expelling it out the top, thus cool the planet. You can see this thermodynamic effect from space. So he's worried the forest will become drier and it will become drier and drier and eventually become a desert. Which you were, as you were saying, you know, will hurt things in California and the United States, and and yeah, good. Light your section next. Why why biodiversity is important? Okay, Amazon. I'm sorry, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> Adam. The Amazon is the most species-rich biome in the world. Okay, why does this affect us in the U.S.? Why is why do all these species being in one place affect us? Why do we care? Okay, let's talk about why biodiversity is important. Like, what does that mean? What is biodiversity? I mean, it's like the number of different species that are in a certain area. The Amazon is so amazing because if you look at a specific area, you see all kinds of different trees. In fact, you see three different kinds of forests when you're just looking out over the canopy. That's why it's so, so, so amazing. Um, so many of these numbers I'm about to say are from an, the Ecological Society of America in 2008, 
First, taking as an example, Kenya's Lake Turkana, where overfishing has killed the fish biodiversity, which in turn limits the amount that the fishers can, of course, catch because the big fish can't eat the small and so on and so forth. The biodiversity goes down. It affects the environmental services also as a resource as a result. So if the fish die right then you can't do as much fishing obviously because it's a it's a web of interconnectedness the fish in the u.s or the fish that fish in the i'm just biodiversity in general why is it important that's what i answered because if you, the fish go down you can't fish yeah okay yeah amazon uh, what, head tilt head tilt amazon example okay to bring it back to the zon a golden lion tamarind that would normally scavenge for acacia if acacia you know was around it, maybe it starts hunting more boas because the acacia trees, they all died off, thus decimating the boa population, in turn causing a rodent infestation because the boas can't eat the rodents. So biodiversity supports life because of the interdependentness and because you don't have a single point of failure. Because there's more of a web, you can ah, support good. more species. Yes. Many fail-safe mechanisms. Right. So 40%. Oh, oh. Yeah. And no, I'm hands sorry. up. You can, you can keep going. No, you go. But I got a point. You know what? You go. Thanks. You're no bud. problem. Thanks, bud. Go ahead. So uh, I think you can see this when when an invasive species, such as if you're in California, eucalyptus. Yeah. When you take Absolutely, when you yeah. when you take a species out of its local environment and you mm -hmm. put it somewhere else, and it just completely takes over. That's because it doesn't have the the fail safe fail safe mechanisms of yeah. biodiversity. It doesn't have creatures to check it. Yeah. To check it when it gets out of control. No, it like doesn't. Like when you get out of control. Check you. No, I'm your biodiversity. Great. You're winning the pod right now, clearly. Okay, I I'm gonna need you be pod. Jordan. I'm okay? Jordan. I'll be. I'll be. You can be Pip. No, I'm not even. You a can Pip. be Kerr on the side. No, I'm not even a Kerr. Armstrong. I'm looking Armstrong. Better than Kerr. I take the ball up. He's better than Kerr. Um, He's better than Kerr. Bigger. For, okay, so forty percent of the world's economy comes from biological sources. Thus, so, this, once again, from the ecological side of America. Supported by this dense food web. For example, different food crops rely on different pollinators to pollinate them if we want a wealth of foods to eat, and these pollinators are in steep decline. So good. Yeah. Pollinators. So obviously, the biodiversity supports our own economy and our own eating. It doesn't just, it doesn't just affect animals. It affects us as well. Yeah. Very good. Like that. Episode. Okay. Last one is culture, which is kind of a cool one. Think about it. It's a little abstract. There's so many different animals. Just when you go... When you're a tourist and you go and you look at the Sahara or not the Sahara, the, um, the savanna of Africa, like you go on a safari or maybe even you go even into the forest of Portland, there's so much biodiversity. It's just amazing to be there. Right. Actually, we went on a forest hike this weekend. I loved it and you and Ashley hated it. That you wasn't... You shit on the forest hike. Tillamook State Forest. You shit on my hike that I planned. It's a C. It's a C minus forest. It's a fine forest. Hash you guys weren't looking. Tillamook State You forest. guys weren't looking. You weren't Hashtag looking you woke up late. Tillamook State Forest You're hashtag because you woke up, up late. too late in Oregon, and this is the hike you get. Yeah. Okay. But you guys weren't appreciating the biodiversity. You guys were just heads down. You know what I mean? You got to have positive attitude. PMA. What do we say on this podcast? I had a PMA. I was just saying there wasn't that much bio D going on. It was a okay. C minus forest podcast about positive attitude. Respect, respect to you, Tillamook State Forest. Don't feel bad if you're listening to this podcast. 232 10 hike commandments. <laughs> have a cool lunch spot. <laughs> Have a lunch spot that is cool. You gotta have a cool. You gotta have a cool. It ruins the hike. If, if lunch, lunch spot is just trail, it's it ends up being really whack. Even if the hike is cool, if you just get to a road in the middle of the hike like we did, it's stupid. It's a stupid hike. Right. You ten destination. Ten hike commandments. Have a cool lunch spot. You know, I if people say it's all about the journey. For me, it's not exactly true. It's about the destination too. 
You know what I mean? I, I totally agree with that. Like, if a journey it, without it a destination, what was that? Yeah, yeah. If the, if it's all about the journey, but then you get to a pile of poo, mm-hmm. then what, you know, why did the journey even matter? Right. At all. Exactly. And you can see this point, most most notably in Lost. Okay. Yeah. Terrible TV show, because it if, ended like shit. If we didn't have, like, the 60 million people listening to this podcast right now, you know, mm-hmm. it, the journey, you know, is crap. But the 60 million people is great. Right, right, right. Exactly. More like 100. Okay. Yeah, million. Keep, keep going. Uh, 232 nations use an animal as their national symbol. Okay. No so one cares. It, it has, no, it has cultural impact. So, like, for example, the bald eagle and the bison were both rescued for endangerment because of their cultural status as uniquely an American animal. Show you a bald eagle. Same as the Quetzal for the Mayans, the California, the black bear, the Florida gator, and so on and so forth, and every animal that's associated with, like, a state or a country. Mm, okay, so biodiversity okay, has it. all of that cultural significance, like a Russian bear, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, people internalize it as part of their identity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really, that rich topic, you have nothing to say about that. I like I like you know, that your identity the weasel right you associate your with identity the, weasel. the moron yeah, the moron identity <laughs> it's just it's kind of a weird it's kind of weird okay so there's exactly one fuck ton of biodiversity in the zone let's get deep on a few of these animals go really into them and show their Amazon amazingness so Noah you want to go first the creature feature yeah yeah I'm gonna go first but but hey I I just want to say. Okay, we wanted. I wanted to do a whole creature feature on the Amazon. You did. Okay, with multiple, multiple species. Who stopped you? Adam, did it. What my partner said that creature. Fe- so creature feature, five six spiders. Our first episode. Okay, Adam says that he doesn't want to do creature features anymore, so he wouldn't let me actually do a creature feature on on the Amazon. I do. However, want to do a creature feature. pushing through, pushing through Adam because because there's checks and balances because of connection. Look, okay, because of connection. One thing checks that you and balances get through to make this pod successful is me. Is you okay, exactly. trying to bring the exactly? Pod so again, checks and balances. Okay, yeah. if Adam was an invasive species, he'd be destroying everyone. Luckily, he's in the ecosystem as checks. Okay, according to National Geographic, the Amazon is home to ten percent of the world's species, including two point five million species of insect. Have no idea how they would ever estimate. I that. read that it was a third of the world species. Okay, the most species-rich biome in the world. There's, 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 well, I know what there is. There's one fuck ton of species. Yeah, there is exactly one okay. fuck ton. I'm gonna go with two species. Okay, sure. I wish I could do more. Again, Adam stopped us from actually doing a full episode on it. Yeah. Okay, species number one. I have a lot to say about it. The bullet ant. Okay. okay. It is the yes. Wor- yes, I think I, I think I have a story about this one. Okay, you, keep going. The world's largest ant. Stick right. out your pinky, make a pinky. Yeah. Now put it, <laughs> make a pinky. It's it's the size of your pinky. Okay, that's how big that ant is. Sting from a bull ant. What about is, for those of us with extra large pinkies? If you have an extra large pinky, that's probably a better indication of how big it is. Okay. Sting from a bull ant is ranked as the most powerful, power, painful insect sting, putting it above the tarantula hawk sting. Some local tribes. Okay, this is crazy. Some local tribes have a coming of age ceremony revolving around the bull ant. Okay. Boys put their hands into mitts filled with these ants and are stung repeatedly to become a warrior. The goal Jesus. is to leave the mitts on for up to five minutes. So I guess when you're an Amazon tribe, you have to like train in pain. Because oh, yeah. since you live That's in the ra- since like. you live in the rainforest, your life is just kind of pain. Pain all the time. Pain there's pain all the time. You get bit, stung, bit, stung, pain, 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 pain. So you have to put your hand into mitts and leave them up for up to five minutes. We're so we're so baby soft here. We're so in, soft. In the first you world. must have to. Tra- I was thinking you must have to train up to that. So I bet like like boys before that they do painful stuff to get themselves used to it. Yeah, your it must just, just it must be pain. like running. It must that sounds like the marathon of pain. You think you get better at experiencing pain, or does it just hurt no, as much? I think you can time? for sure get better at experiencing pain. Really? 
Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's like running a marathon where you can't just do it. Mm-hmm. Right, you have you have to train for it. I feel like with the with the five minute the five minute pain mint, mm-hmm. I think you have to train for it. I think you have to live that life. Okay, so they they use pain as a teacher. They as, use pain as, as a, a Spartan, as a as a Spartan would. Yeah, but their life is pain, so they have to get good at pain. Yeah, so bullet at painful. Yeah. Do you have a story? I have a really good interlude that I want to do. Go ahead, interlude. Okay. So <laughs> when I looked up the bullet ant, yeah, I'm sure I'm listeners. I'm sure you guys you guys have seen this. Our lovely listeners, who we love, mm-hmm. okay. I looked at the bullet ant there, and I saw the dude. So there's, you know, remember there was there's a dude that gets stung by insects, and he has a YouTube channel out of it, and has like millions and millions of views. It's like a, it's like a, okay, uh, uh, the sequel to the Wild Boys kind of thing. Yeah, no, he just gets stung. He, he just his gets stung job by insects. It's just to get stung by every painful insect. Yeah, and then make a YouTube channel yeah, out of it. Gets to subscribe but here, for me. Here, for sure. here's more for me. Okay. Yeah. Now I, I I saw the channel like a couple of years ago. Now I see it. There's like twenty or thirty people that are making their. There's a whole industry on if getting stung by an insect and videotaping it and making videos. Of oh, it. so he's competing with other people getting. So stung now by he's insects. competing with other people that that will get stung. Yeah. For, for their YouTube videos. So there's a whole industry, and th- and my favorite part is that not only is there a whole people of people getting stung, a whole industry of people getting stung by insects. Yeah. There is then a whole industry of people <laughs> that are pointing out that the, the the YouTube video is not real, <laughs> and there's like ten of them that have like millions of views too. It sounds like the internet. Yeah. All, all I can think about when when I when I see that is like you know great your great grandpa grandpa or great grandpa. I can think about telling the great generation that went to went to World War II for the U.S. Trying to explain to them that like, you know, nowadays people intentionally get stung by insects to make videos out of it. They actually compete with each other so much they do they do crazier and crazy crazier things with the insects. But then there's also people that are just critiquing them, saying that they are fake. Thank you for fighting in D-Day for us. And now this is this is what we do. Do you think you can explain that to Papa? I think Papa would tell me to get a job. I think I would explain to him and be like, "Do you have a job, son?" <laughs> and just be like, no, I, "Papa, this is a job. They get stung no, by Papa, insects." Papa, this is this. They get stung by insects. What if you told your Papa? What if you? What if we told Papa that that's what we did? We get stung by insects. I think we took we videos. Told, of I think it. if we told Nana, she would say, "Yeesh." <laughs> say, "Yeesh, that's gross." <laughs> Who's making more money? You think the people are getting stung by insects, or the people that are judging the people? And that's getting stung why I by can't insects? sleep. And that's why I can't sleep at night. Yeah, that's the kind of question. What's, a, what's this night. example of a title of one of these videos? Um, like man gets gets stung by like by killer earthworm, or like <laughs> or by like wasp bee or something. I, I'm so and it in. looks like it looks I'm like in. it looks like the most deadly like yeah. bee. But then there's the video on her that's like why this dude faked it, and it has like a diagram of the video. <laughs> it's the saddest little corner of humanity. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, did you have a story about the bullet ant? Um, yeah, I think I think I do have a story about the bullet ant. We were in Costa Rica. I think there. I think it was a bullet ant. Obviously, I didn't ID it. Right. Uh, I believe there's bullet. We were told there's bullet ants. There. I was sitting on a log with my pack on, and on a backpacking trip in one of the tips. You know, Costa Rica has two little arms. The what? Costa Rica has two arms on the Pacific side. Yeah, it was in the northern arm. I forgot what it's called in the jungle. In, in the jungle, no one cares. In the jungle, there, there is an ant. I felt this unbelievable pain on my ass. Unbelievable pain, like shooting fucking pain, like a, a nine out of ten. If ten was like your arm got ripped off by a bear, it was probably a nine. Like unbelievable. I looked down and it was an ant, like the size, basically the size of my hand. Looked like it was fucking huge, and then it disappeared under the log. Maybe I was hallucinating. How bad it hurt? Really bad. They 
they had people had to carry me back to the the place we were staying. God, are you a bitch? Yeah. But also, <laughs> I'm soft. No, but yeah. how long? Hey, do you think, little boys hey, in tribes me, do me. mitzvah. I'm, I'm gonna skip the other animal. How long do you think you you would, you would last in the five minute gloves? Oh my god, I wouldn't put the glove on. I'd be like, I'm I'm a woman. I'm me, me and the women are are together. We're gonna do whatever it takes. We're gonna I'm make not baskets. A be like, be like, you know what? Be like, cool. I'm, not I'm a more of a basket. I'm more of a basket. Guy. I've always been more of a weaver. I'm more of a basket guy. I'm a non-warrior, non-warrior guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. And and let me let me ask the listeners a trivia question. Yeah. Do you think there were videos when I looked up the the mitts, like more about the warrior mitts? Do you think there were videos of like white people trying the mitts? Because <laughs> okay, there so. were, and there also were videos. Wait, about they go the, so they go to the tribe and they, they try go to the, the tribe and they're like, they're, they're like, oh, he tried the coming of age ritual. Did they do his hands? Indigenous people laugh at them. <laughs> I didn't watch the video. I can't watch a video of that much pain. <laughs> oh Again, God, we talked about Jesus. this last time. I can't watch suffering. Yeah, but I know, but I know it's out there. That's like in the. Um, you know, in like the lowest level scum YouTuber, they're just like, just putting out that clickbait. I think, do you think, I think bigger scum is yeah, the, is the, is the people it, that are critiquing them. The barnacles on the them. barnacles that are like, so like, okay. So for, for example, yeah, everyone, Joe, however you, however you feel about it, Joe Rogan's podcast is like one of the, is one of the most successful podcasts in the U S yeah. Right, so there's a podcast called the Joe Rogan Experience Experience, which is a podcast about his. Podcast. Which is just a barnacle. Which is a podcast about a his barnacle podcast. podcast. A barnacle. Podcast. I wish we were a barnacle podcast. So our barnacle podcast, a satellite. Know, podcast. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you guys for being our barnacle. We have what two or three people that podcast about our podcast. Yeah, thank hey, you for barnacling. Hey, can I talk about my? I'm, I'm gonna skip my next creature. I'm gonna talk about insect stings. My insect sting for a second. Sure. Okay, and then we're, then we're gonna wrap up this segment. Yeah. Um, I was I I also spent time in Costa Rica. Yeah. Okay. I woke up in the middle right. of the night, something, something crawling on like me. Like many American whites. Like many American whites. Yeah. Okay. Woke up in the m- middle, middle of the night. Something was crawling. I was in the rainforest. Something was crawling at me. I was yeah. like, oh shit, what is that? I was volunteering at like a national park. And then I, I went back to sleep. Okay. Completely naked. In, in a room with like five other dudes. Okay. Right? Does the naked being in the room have anything to do naked with Naked and afraid. It's a TV show. Don't yeah. interrupt my story. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So, so I, wo- woke, I woke up again. I could definitely feel something was crawling on me. I went to hit it and it stung my arm. Okay. It, and I woke up screaming. It ended up being a scorpion. Yeah. Okay. A, a large scorpion. I eventually found it, killed it, and then I, I tacked it to my bed as, as a way to scare away other scorpions. Yeah. All right. I then, my arm was numb. Towel. My arm was numb for like 12 hours. I could never sleep again. Okay. I asked like the local, the Costa Ricans there. Um, I was like, so what do you do about it? Like, yeah. do you put like a tent around yourself? How do you get away from the insect sting? Yeah. The scorpion sting in the middle of the night. And they were just like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's like, it happens to us a couple times a year. <laughs> and that's when I knew that I right. could never live in a third world country. <laughs> that's when I knew no. that I, that no, I could never soft. live there. Too soft. That baby, I was too soft. baby soft. All right. Okay. Yeah. I had another creature. I had another creature. We should probably move on though. Deforestation. Um, Go go ahead and do your creature because I want to do my creature. Okay, what are you hey, about? this one this one's for this one this one's for my nose. this one's for Marco. Okay, great friend of the pod. Okay, yeah. this one's for you, buddy. Fantastic. Okay, giant friend. otters. They can grow six feet and seventy pounds. They're basically a larger breed of dog, like a lab or a golden retriever, but it's super super agile and sleek in the water. They look at once cute and also ferocious, but very very cute. The river wolf. Yeah, known by local tribes as the river wolf or river jaguar. Extremely social. Their activities include grooming, hunting, resting, and communicating, which they do using nine different vocalizations. If you see videos of them, they're... <laughs> that that was, that was a Bushman. Just and nine? Just nine. That was a giant otter and Bushman. 
Sick video of a, there's a sick video of a caiman blocking their den and the otters working together to kill it. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, you go. Give me the beat. I forget the beat. Biggest snake you've ever seen. Green anaconda, green anaconda. 20 feet and colored green. Green anaconda, green anaconda. 300 pounds it might be. Green anaconda, green anaconda. Lying in the sun so easily. Green anaconda, green anaconda. Slip and slide. Fast and strong, basking by the stream on a swampy log. You're bone alive, you never had. You hide near the water to make your catch. Great job. Green Anaconda. Hey, find Giant on thing. YouTube. Who's that written by? Oh, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, anyway. Giant thing that lives in the water most of its life. Okay, it's so fucking big, it can't really go on the land. It's just always swimming in the water. It's cool. It can reach 550 pounds and 29 feet, which is basically the length of a school bus, which is huge. But usually they're around 17 feet. The length of them is greatly exaggerated by movies and such. Shocker. They eat jaguars, pigs, capybara, caimans, and deer. There have been very, very rare instances of them trying to take down a human. Uh, someone from the University of Tennessee, a grad student, tried to do a, a study of anacondas attacking humans. And this is as recent as 2005. And he actually made the anaconda attack one of his helpers, which is really strange. It was very, very odd. And then he took pictures of it. Put it on YouTube. And, and it didn't and even really actually, attack the person at all. And then he all. quit his, his PhD program and just did a YouTube Listen, channel of anaconda. University of Tennessee, do better. Get better grad students. Publish better papers. That okay? grad student was the richest grad student that there's ever been. Uh, they literally can't move on land because they're so bulky. Uh, the Brazilian National Amazon Institute confirmed the long-held tradition uh, which is really, really cool that they used to use animal anaconda fat to heal wounds. So if they have a, a large gash, you put anaconda fat in it and it closes faster. So a 2013 study used that same fat on rats and found that they healed on average in seven days rather than the non-aconda anaconda fat healing rats at 10 days. <laughs> you have anything to say about that one? That so the really anaconda is a, is a killer and a healer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fat heals wounds. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, I imagine that it has something to do with the properties of a snake killing its own wounds. Like, they're really good at it when they get a cut. Cool. Very cool. If you're a snake, you don't want to get a cut in your body, right? That's your whole thing. You're just one little slippery noodle. Yeah, so a cut in the... Okay, yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm on. I loved it. I mean, yeah. We spent a lot right, of no, time on it. You're good. Green I love it. We need to move on. We need to move on. Medicinal plants, according to the World Wildlife Foundation... Oh, medicinal <laughs> medical plant potential. Yeah, According to the World Wildlife Foundation, 0.5% of flowering plant species in the Amazon have been studied in detail for their medicinal sure. potential. Yeah. Okay, this is one of the reasons that the deforestation in the Amazon is so horrible. Right. Okay, because there's a so shit much ton of discover. medicine out so there. Okay, as some would say, a fuck ton of medicine out so there. So much to Only discover. Only 0.5% of the flowering plants have been looked at. Adam, tell us about the medicine and the Amazon. Go. We're going we're gonna to have to run through these. Go. Yeah, we're good. Uh, Malaria, big issue. 96% of cases of malaria are found in the zone. 41 local plants are used as an anti-malarial. For example, cinchona or Peruvian bark produces quinine, which our grandmother used to drink on the other side, great-grandmother, and is also known to be an effective anti-malarial. Yiddish. Remember, she would just be like, get me the quinine water. Is it a Yiddish thing? Jewish uh, thing? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's an old Jewish woman thing. Very old Jewish woman thing. Keep going. Uh, Lapacho, kind of looks like sage. It's used to treat cancer and fight infection. 70% of plants with anti-cancer properties exist only in the zone. We obviously should do more research on that. 
Matiko looks like a flowery wiener flower. It's like a little flower. It looks like a little wiener. It's white. wiener flower. It's used as, guess what? An aphrodisiac and a sick painkiller. Natural painkiller. You got some plants? Yep. Um... Those are those those are good though. Yeah, let's move. Let's move. Let's move. No, I want to hear your plants. Okay, I gotta get the last two. Fine, you want to hear my plants? Yeah. Um, okay, quinine, first first effective thing to treat malaria. Lapacho, use a modern medicine to treat cancer, alleviate pain. God damn it, that was mine. Yeah. yeah. Sangre de Grotto, locals use it to stop blood flow in modern medicine. San, can, sangre de what? Sangre de Grotto. Grotto. I wonder locals what grotto use it to stop blood flow in modern medicine, used for the treatment of diarrhea. So that's why we have some. Yeah. Okay. I want to read I'll, instead of the plants. I want to read this one thing. Okay. There's there's ethnobiology, ethnopharmacology is yeah. a study of like getting natural stuff for medicine. Yeah. Okay. This this famous ethnopharmacologist Christopher Herndon from the above paper when speaking about when speaking about medical school and the misconceptions of the formation of medicine, he said, generally speaking, there is a prevailing misconception that biotechnology and synthetic chemistry has somehow supplanted our dependence on the natural world. The potential of nature has not diminished, arguably has only enhanced as we gain the technological tools to more efficiently access and utilize its potential for our benefit. Okay, I thought that was important because people are you they're just kind of throwing the amazon yeah. out yeah that's with, cool with med- it's like this knowledge being lost in medical school that all these medicines come from the they come from the rainforest so cool 25 of all drugs we use today actually come come from the rainforest and 50 percent of all, all pharmaceuticals derived in the last quarter century come from nature i have a fantasy where i'm kind of a, sh- a shaman leaf shaman and i just know about all these naked or not shit. naked i'm not naked i have like a, a breech cloth but i know about all these plants and i'm like super super sick plant man like get really into natural plants. Then you open up a sick like apothecary and you're like Mr. Natural Plant, you know? Get those plants coming in. Natural medicine, black shaman. Yeah, you're black shaman. I, black that shaman. would be the best healthcare I could possibly get right now is black shaman. And if most people in America. Shaman, and most people that's in the who US. I would be seeing for my healthcare. Speaking of healthcare, really funny. Um, in these really remote Amazon villages, because in the Amazon there's only, you know, so many people and it's a huge area in the basin. So it's really, really remote, extremely remote. And in some of the of the areas where they have an NGO, they actually have a doctor there to serve the village. So they are literally getting better healthcare than I am right now. And many people in the U S they're getting way better healthcare than me. If there was a shaman, I would have the shaman come over and pray over me. And yeah. that would be a better level of healthcare than I usually get. Do you think the the Brazilian boner spider could be involved in the healthcare that you get there? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Sure. Right. I wish I had our own little personal Brazilian boner spider <laughs> they, that I can yeah. milk. Yeah, milk I could it. like milk it and just take some of it and just be ready to go. Everyone Morality. Should, everyone should have their everyone own. Everyone should have Keep their own your personal pocket. Brazilian. I, I would have a, a group of Brazilian boner spiders and I would sell a them. A herd of them. A herd of Brazilian boner spiders. People would love that on the side of the road here. They would. Brazilian just boner like spider. Just like peaches. Get your boner spider. Get your boner spider. Come get your boner spider. Okay, please move us on. Um, Noah. Yeah. So obviously the Amazon's super important for us and all for the critters and everything in the world. Have more energy in your voice. Let's go. No, the Amazon is super important for the critters and everyone and all of us. So tell us about the current state of the Zon. Are we protecting it? I, you know, I guess uh, we must be, right? Dot, okay. dot, Adam, he thank, said. thank you very much. Okay, guys, we're going to get a little sad here. Okay. Are, Are we going to get happy? We're going to get happy after this. Okay. We're going to get it. We're, we have to go. We have to do it though. Okay. Yeah. Deforestation happens illegally in the Amazon to clear land for crops, cattle, grazing, land speculation, and to sell the high value timber. Once the deforestation is complete, the land is burned to then complete this process. As we know from the above, green, when you burn the forest green, and it, it's green, the carbon green. stock, it releases all that carbon dioxide back in the atmosphere. And there's been a huge problem for the breathable air of Brazilians recently. All right. Since J- Jair Bolsonaro, how do you say his first name? Jair. Jair Bolsonaro, okay, otherwise known as Voldemort, 
Otherwise known, <laughs> otherwise known as the Wicked Witch, if it was a dude. Okay, otherwise known as Saron. Okay, dude, that absolutely sucks. All right. right. In 2019, as part of the, he is part of the right wing social liberal party. His administration has worked to undermine Brazil's environmental agencies. He's the current president of Brazil. He's the current president of Brazil and sought weakened restrictions on projected indigenous indigenous areas. Okay, just know this: he is the Voldemort to the Amazon. Uh, yeah. He's a Voldemort coming from the Amazon. He sucks really, 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 really bad. Mm-hmm. Real bad. Okay. He has promised to carve more mines, pave new roads, have fewer penalties for illegal logging, and has promised to halt growth of a network of indigenous forest reserves. According to Brazil's Dieter satellite monitoring system, deforestation increased 85% since he took office. Oh, fuck. Even though he said that like he was going to... Re- he sucks. He sucks ass. I, I could read a, a whole thing about other shit that he's done. He blows. He blows. He blows. He blows. In 2019... Fu- 5,500 square kilometers were deforested and burned, or 451,000 soccer fields, which is just the saddest thing. If you look at pictures of the Amazon, it's this beautiful ocean of forest. Yeah. So now 451,000 soccer fields were deforested last year. Okay. Under the Paris Agreement on Climate Change, Brazil actually pledged to end illegal deforestation by 2030. There's a lot of international implications because as we've talked about, the Amazon is not just a resource for Brazil. It's actually a resource for the world. So if you fuck it up, it fucks everyone up. So just add that deforestation is not only bad because, I mean, you're killing the Amazon, but it releases the carbon stock they were talking about in the study into the atmosphere. Okay. Releasing the carbon stock, it stops the Air River yeah. from getting the other it's getting the other parts of the world. It, there's studies that show that it, it releases actually more diseases. Less boner spiders. Less boner spiders for so less sex going on in the world and more unhappiness. Okay. <laughs> Under its own national policy on climate change, Brazil committed to reducing deforestation in the Amazon to below 3,920 square, square kilometers per year by 2020. However, this year, 2020, there's already been 4,700 kilometers deforested. So basically, they didn't do the goal at all. All right, look up, look up Bolsonaro if you want to learn more. He sucks, Voldemort. Yeah, he calls himself he, the Trump of the South America. He's the fucking worst. Okay, he must not be named. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's obviously things are not going great for the Amazon. Based They're going on the, bad on the leadership in Brazil specifically. Is there any hope for us? Okay, I like the Amazon. This. Okay, we're Let's gonna end with hope. hope, please. We're gonna end with hope. The Always. deforestation. Okay, the deforestation in the Amazon is horrible. However. Indigenous people, estimated to be over 1 million indigenous people living in the Amazon rainforest. Okay, they're divided into 400 tribes. Many have had no contact with the outside world yeah. for almost 500 years, and others remain Unbelievable. Com- completely uncontacted, which is like amazing. I don't know. It's so remote, but it's such a giant area. It's, a gi- it's, it's like a, a giant desert. Really. It's a giant, giant area. But it's a jungle. It's a gigantic. Giant okay. So with, inf- with ineffective authorities, okay, and a government administration that basically wants to rip the Amazon apart. The Kapoor and other indigenous tribes living in the Amazon are taking on the illegal logging and deforestation themselves. Okay. This pushback has erupted, unfortunately, in violence and death around the borders of the Amazon with tribes fighting loggers and mining companies with violence and pushing Brazil to take legal measures. So just to give you an example of why these logging companies are so motivated, um, some of the Amazon trees can sell for $1,500 a cubic meter of the tree. So just a ton of money per tree that they, they knock down. Um, it's also a ton of money for a country that 26% of its population live is living in poverty. So you can see how it'd be unbelievably easy to get people to go do illegal deforestation. Oh, cause they're desperate living in the favelas. And yeah. Whatnot. They're, they're desperate. 26% of the population lives in poverty of Brazil compared to when I, I compare it to, I think it's 10 to 12% for the U S. Okay. Okay. Don't hold me on those facts. Look them up. So it creates jobs and whatnot. It's the same kind of 
Well, it's, it's a legal deforestation. Okay. They can sell each tree for 1,500 cubic per cubic meter. It's yeah. $1,500. Yeah. So they can make it, they can make more money than they would ever make anywhere else. Right. And they're desperate. Yeah. Okay. These tribes have been successful in court. Okay. Which is awesome. In 2012, the Mandruga tribe sued to stop the construction of mega dams and waterways in the Tapajos river Valley projects that would have ended life as they know it and industrialized more than 7% more of the Amazon basin, which is a huge number. The Brazilian Institute of the Environmental Renewable Natural Resources in their April 2016 decision curtailed the entire infrastructure plan, curtailed the entire infrastructure plan. So this tribe has won legal battles before and really stopped. These tribes have really stopped. How, um, much, how much did they save? 7%? 7% of the Amazon. Okay. Really? It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so they've really won. What did the court rule? What was the ruling of the court? The ruling of the, ruling of the court was that it was the tribe's land basically. Okay, so that it was because it was tribal land, it can't be fucked with by the government. Exactly. So, thank you from from next point. In a paper published in Science in 2015, argues that indigenous populations are the best way to save rainforests. They have indigenous, indigenous populations have the manpower, they have the motivation, okay, and they can occupy sections of forest 24 seven. So the tribes make make militia groups that patrol the forest. One tribe's group is known as the Forest Guardians. They capture loggers, burn logging stations and trucks, and strip and they beat. Capture per- loggers. Okay, yeah, this is kind of the dark side, honestly. Oh, this is yeah. So the legal the legal stuff is awesome, but basically, this is like the same thing with con- uh, yeah. the gorillas in the Congo. I'm just gonna go oh, oh, open kimono on this. Yeah. For a second. Go ahead. The the, le- the the legal stuff is is amazing. So they have won legal battles. There's all these tribes in the Amazon that are basically like, if we lose the forest, then we will die. So they they have taken militia-like action. They take militia-like action against the logging companies, which is violence, right? Yeah. Um, which sucks, but they really they have no other choice. So they're basically the tribes are now acting. The tribes in the Amazon are now acting as the security guards. Okay. Which is awesome. Right. But then, but then, but then I think I I watched. I forget what it was. There was some documentary about. Uh, local people fighting against the cartels in Mexico. Yeah, that I watched. Right. And what happened? What happened there was that it's like this good thing. You're like, oh my god, it's amazing. But then the local people end up being bad too, becoming a, above the law. Yeah. It becomes like a, a a vigilante group that goes too far. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that that's happening with this group. Yeah. I'm just saying that before because I I wanted to like figure out where you could donate to these people. Yeah. Because they're they're basically the guardians of the Amazon. Make sure you're talking to your mic so we can hear you. They're, they're basically the guardians of the Amazon, yeah. but I would just want to do more research because you need to find w- that, you know, where are the good ones just to make sure. Yeah, so basically know, there's a ton of violence happening between these groups and the loggers. Oh, shit. The loggers in Brazil or all across the Amazon, all across the Amazon. So in all the nine countries of the Amazon. Yes. So the indigenous but people, most, the, the most I read about was Brazil. Well, they're basically protecting their way of life. They're protecting their way of life. They're protecting the forest. The most I read about was was Brazil, and it's because of Bolsonaro just wants to industrialize the Amazon. Yeah. Same thing in Kenya with elephants, Congo with um, gorillas. It's yes. Similar. Okay, Virunga. Have you seen that on Netflix? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a ton of violence. Okay, it's awful. The ton of violence between these tribes and the loggers that are going on right now. Okay. Any other things for hope before we go open? Yes. Yeah. The rainforest can also bounce back on its own. An article published in 2014 at the University of Chicago shows that rainforests are actually incredibly resilient. Another another study in 2017 by the University of Bristol concluded that the Amazon will bounce back once human activities are ceased. Okay? So we we don't have to do a lot, but we have to stop Once human activities are ceased, what does that mean? We're not going to cease activities. Cease deforestation. Specifically deforestation. Specifically deforestation. 
The, okay. So specifically, the deforestation happens not only so they they deforest, they sell the timber for a ton of money, and then they also farm the yeah. now deforested area in illegal farming. Whatever. The way I understand it is it's the, the deforestation is because of the need for ranch land because of the rise of meat demand. Yeah, you have a whole thing with this. Yeah, I have a whole meat thing. Okay, that's good. But specifically ranching for meat is why they're deforesting. Well, they're also deforesting because they can sell the trees for a shit ton of money. Yeah, I know. But also because the demand in Brazil has just increased. Have you ever been to Brazilian steakhouse? That's a good point. Yeah. Fogo de Chao. Red okay. light, green light. I like to play red light green light by hey, myself. Um, but the the thing about the Amazon is that it's actually it's just it's worth because of the so what people say is that if these people are trained, so if you if you just instead of deforesting, if you can train them in the ethno pharmacology or whatever to yeah. collect medicinal plants, yeah. they would also make money and also not destroy the Amazon. So it's frustrating because there are other methods besides deforestation where these people can get money. Yeah. So you know. Trying to find like the best way that to give support, well, but it would take sounds, a lot more. Sounds like most of our problems. It doesn't help that the leadership is so bad. Leadership is really important, as we found out through the history of the United States and elsewhere. Exactly. Uh, open kimono, Voldemort. Open kimono. Okay, I'll start with open kimono. Yeah, you go. Okay, because you could use a little break. I think I could use a little break. Okay. Hey, the Amazon. It's an unbelievable place. Everything in the world is connected. Okay. Obviously, if you just look at some of these species i mean they're so beautiful and incredible it just it's just unbelievable when you just look at like a, i know a piranhas are scary and shit but when you just look at their environment and the piranha and like down logs and the canopy and tamarind monkeys i mean they're just unbelievable diversity of life it's just the most beautiful thing it's just fucking awesome well said well said well yeah. said um, open kimono for me. Okay, yeah. it's it's all connected. So the continued deforestation of the Amazon, it's gonna it will fuck us too. At some point, at some point, I looked into this a little bit. There's gonna be what's called eco wars. At some point, other countries will have to step in. Yeah, because it actually is affecting those other countries. I think yeah. that's super interesting. Yeah. Um. Also, we have the manpower in the Amazon with the indigenous tribes to protect to, it. To protect it. To protect it. We we so you don't need to go to the Amazon. Protect. We have the manpower to protect it. We just have to we have to support it, and I need to do a lot. I need to do more. Probably research. links where you could donate and stuff like that. I need to right, do more right research places. to find an act to find the actual good good one that you could donate to again because you don't want to donate to a bad one that is pretending to be a good one. Shout outs, shout, shout out. outs, uh, shout out to Matt. Listen, Sh- shout out to Matt. Thanks for the month, dude. Matt, just because it didn't work out, nothing wrong with you. You go ahead. You find another bird. Find another mm-hmm. bird to fly with. Shout out to Reggae. Shout out to Dancehall Music. Shout out to Reggae. Shout out to Dancehall. Dancehall Music makes me move. Dancehall Music is amazing. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. Shout out to Green Anaconda. Shout out to Bob Ross. Green Anaconda. Shout, shout, shout out to marijuana, legal marijuana. In the shout state out of to weed, which we're going to smoke. Shout out to weed, which we're going to smoke. I thought I'm you were not giving up weed. I am on a break. You're, well, on, a, you're on a weed break. I would smoke if I wasn't on a break. You're going to toke up. Hey, where can they find us? Guys, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on any kind of podcast thing that you like. Stitcher, Spotify overcast whatever listen to us there go to itunes if you have a question for us that you want to answer in the podcast put the question in the review say like hey no and adam can you research how many critters live in my taint what's the biodiversity of my taint mm-hmm. put it in Send there pictures give us a five-star review not the four-star shit give us the five-star ratings and put the question in there and we'll respond. Also, if you're like, hey, stop doing the hour long episodes. I want 20 to 30 minutes. This is way too long. Yeah. Say that. Whatever. Give Whatever us some feedback. feedback. Guys, we love you. Thank you for listening. We love you. We'll see you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.